Target for gun violence. City of Richmond was known as one of the most dangerous cities in the Bay Area, if not the country. Good afternoon, everybody. We are back for season three. Can we get a round of applause, guys? <laughs> I'm not sure if that got really loud. <laughs> the mic spiked a little bit. But thank you, everybody, for joining us live tonight. If you are, if you haven't, please subscribe. Please like our video. Please, please share the video um, so that we can reach a larger audience. We would love to get to a point where we get monetized to further grow and fund our awesome scholarship program. So, um, as always, I would love to introduce my comrades behind the mics. We have that handsome devil over there. His name, Anselmo. How you doing, mate? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Season three, it's been a little bit of a long wait to get back into it. It's a beautiful day here in Richmond, California. It was beautiful. We're going to get it going. Yes. All right. And as always, with, dare I say, a very prestigious lineage richmond lineage we have the lovely diana hi everybody it's good to be back you know it's been a pretty good day so far uh this season we don't have geo unfortunately you know he's a new dad there's some time commitments but i'm super happy because my boyfriend is actually you know behind the scenes this season so i'm pretty excited for that yeah yeah me too he's a niners fan so we have i have another <laughs> niners fan in the billing so I'm very, very excited about that. So here we are, guys, season three. Um, in season, in this season, as we did for both our first and second season, we evolved, we're evolving, we're adapting. We are, dare I say, moving forward. Ooh, no pun intended <laughs> No there. pun intended. All right, so we all agree that it's time to now combine two dreams that we had, one being the podcast, of course, and before the podcast even started, um, moving forward had initiated a um, sort of a project of their own and moving forward being sort of our mother company, our flagship, right? I think mother company is good, right? Especially because they gave birth to the F-Web podcast. You know, it's related. Right? It's really it's all it. together. Same family. Exactly, exactly. So before then, they started what's called a workshop, a skills workshop, right? In Somo, we were going to start that. Yeah, so we did have the life skills workshops going on at COBIZ. We were doing those twice a month just for a very short time because obviously COVID happened and we couldn't organize groups of people together in person. So now we're going to be able to spread some good word through the podcast, which we have been doing, but now we're going to put a little bit more time and effort into doing so. So with some of the guests that we're planning, with some of the topics we're going to discuss, we're going to really try and share some knowledge. And I mean, we've been giving away backpacks and school supplies and scholarships and gift cards for groceries and now you know as people from my neighborhood would call it now we're giving out free game <laughs> right. free game yeah that's some, that's some og stuff right there i think that you know I, I would probably i would probably say you have to be maybe at least 25 27 to get that you know i don't think kids are spitting game anymore now it's, <laughs> you know some other stuff i don't know what they say nowadays but you know there's a there's been a we're gonna do a few changes i think that's sort of a minor change since we sort of already been doing it we're just gonna incorporate this the the life um life skills workshop more mm -hmm. um but some things that won't change you know we do abide by three pillars which is health academics and community service and our mission is still to make a positive impact on our youth in our community but we do have some exciting changes for all our scholarship applicants diana could you please Elaborate a little bit on that, please. Oh, yeah, for sure. So let me just get the notes out really quickly. So basically, we have the same kind of guidelines as always. 
Uh, we, we're trying to structure it as professionally as we can. And so um, instead of a 3.0 GPA requirement, we're not knocking it down a little bit to a 2.5 GPA requirement. But the, the caveat to it is we're gonna place more of an emphasis on community service. So um, a, a lot of the times our applicants are great, they're stellar, but it, it's just that we, we want to incorporate more of a community service aspect, so we're, we're trying to broaden the range a little bit. So that's uh, change number one. Um, we implemented this change last year, but we're emphasizing a little bit more this year. Uh, the applicants, of course, we're uh, accepting applicants from four-year institutions, but we're also accepting applications from two-year institutions, so any community colleges, transfer schools, uh, but also vocational schools. So if you have a trade that you're really interested in, uh, you want to be a barber, you want to um, go into medical trade, you want to um, go into cosmetology, like this is your opportunity and you got above a 2.5 and you have a strong community service background, this is a really great scholarship to apply to as well. Okay, so the applicants, they must be between 17 and 29 years of age during the time when you apply. And uh, we need an acceptance letter from vocational trade school or uh, proof of enrollment. So that's kind of the, the basic qualifications um, another thing that we're going to implement, if you want to be considered, is that you be more involved with moving forward. So that's attending two separate sessions. Um, so you either attend a community hike, you, you can also attend another community service like a cleanup event, and you have to be present for two, um, you have to be present for two podcasts, but you're doing that by actively participating in the podcast through the comments so we're gonna we're gonna quiz you we're gonna test you there's gonna be more details involved in that but that's those are the main um, things we have decided to change for the scholarship just to be more involved with the organization as a whole the more involved you are the greater your your chances of winning the scholarship so mm -hmm. just just so you know don't be discouraged just because you have a 4.0 doesn't mean you're gonna get the scholarship we're really looking for that community service aspect oh and another small detail that we changed this year all applications they have to be uploaded pdf docs so in the past just to give you some clarification some people sent sent us google docs but there, there's multiple people reading the applications so then there was a little bit of trouble with you know adding emails and people not reading it on time and there was just delays in the process, so just to streamline everything, we're gonna ask that everyone just submit it PDF or submit it hard copy through our, our PO box. So once we submit that, we'll let you know, we're announced it on the podcast, and yeah, that's basically how the scholarship format is gonna go for this application season. So that means basically we're opening up a lot more opportunities for a lot more people. A lot more so people, if yeah. you guys know anybody that's looking to go to college, once again, age range, 17 to 29. 2. In 5, Richmond. In mm -hmm. Richmond, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so hop on it. I mean, we want we want more kids to be involved. We want more people to be involved. So Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And we're not aiming to make it more difficult to apply. We want to make it actually uh, more add more incentive for working in the community, giving back to the community, which is moving forward is all about, if you know anything about moving forward, we're all about community service. We host monthly cleanups. We host monthly hikes. So there's opportunity. And with that, you probably notice this hat that I'm wearing, right? Oh, there's yeah. a pin on the back somewhere. Oh, Can't right see here. It. I got you. But we got a pin too. And by participating in the cleanups and hikes, you can earn this hat. So first, by showing up once, you earn the pin. By showing up twice or more than twice you'll earn a hat so please come out earn your hat wear it be with pride and purpose just like the city okay. <laughs> you know represent that you're moving forward Ooh, i'm, I'm on like, a roll today yeah but yeah <laughs> drop it in like a freestyle rapper over there and on you know we, this is how we know they're, they're they're good hats and good quality hats and the stylish Jesus, which is diana's boyfriend I'll, i've seen him wear a hat every single time that i've seen him so i know he's a hat well, a connoisseur hat? You can't say a, con a connoisseur, right? He's not a connoisseur for hats. Uh, I guess so. Why not? Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll use that. 
And he said they're top notch, top notch. But, you know, speaking of, you know, hikes and and and, uh, and cleanups, um, did you want to maybe share some some news that's going on in the community in summer since you have some stuff? Going? Yeah, let's let's do that. So every first Saturday we have the moving forward community hike. That's March 6th. We're going to meet at Alvarado Park, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Come out, participate, get healthy. Also, mm -hmm. you know, we do social distancing and stuff. Obviously, we're outside. We're hiking. Please wear your mask. We're going to make sure everyone feels safe. And we're going to get some good exercise. And I know myself personally, since the pandemic, I have not been getting nearly as much exercise as I really need. So I'm looking forward to it. We got about a week and a half before then. So go ahead. Is it a week and a half? Yeah. Yeah. A week and a half before then. Mm -hmm. So get your stuff together, get your hiking shoes ready, and let's do it. And then the other event that I wanted to make sure I shared is the monthly community cleanup every second Saturday at areas of high need throughout the city of Richmond, mostly Iron Triangle neighborhood, Coronado, Santa Fe. We're mostly aiming to those underserved communities where I'm from, and we're going to do some cleanups around there. So the next one, we'll let you know the location, but it's going to be March 13th which is a Saturday. All right, so save the date, mark your calendar up, and we hope to see you there. And you can earn your pin and get one step closer to earning the hat. You got a really nice hat, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Cool. Um, so we also have, we want to announce the oh, missing. Oh, the other thing that is not really uh, um, great news, but it's important news that we share. Mm -hmm. uh, a former student of mine, when I worked at an uh, elementary school here in Richmond, uh, Antoine Whitley has been missing for almost two weeks now. And so if you have any information on his whereabouts, please contact the police department, Richmond Police Department, uh, or let us know and we can let the police department know. But please make sure that if you've seen him or have any information that you let the people that need to know know uh, his family and friends, or myself, we're all really worried about Antoine, and I know that uh, it's something that's that's really hard on the community right now. So we, we're hoping for a, a great outcome and for him to come back home. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he's um right down the street from where I live on Marina. I don't know the cross street, but they're out there every day passing out flyers. His family are actually out there every day passing out flyers. So. Um, hopefully he can get back home soon or to get some kind of information. Mm -hmm. I know that, um, I mean, it's got to be a pretty horrible situation for the family. Um, and also, speaking of which, sort of another hor another bad situation. Uh, it's been one year since Ahmad Arbery was shot and killed, guys, which uh, I think we'll probably talk about more for the next episode. We're going to have uh, a lawyer come in so that we can sort of um, she can expand about what we can do, what we can't do when it comes to certain situations like that and, and get more in depth when it comes to those sort of situations. Um, but is, does that wrap up for all the events and news that we have for today? Yes. Yes. I believe so. I don't have much else to share. And I, I, I it's important that we share that if that type of information, um, but yeah, we ha we do have a great main topic that we wanted to discuss today. Yes, we do. The six keys to reaching your goals. And just a disclaimer, these are some of the uh, keys that we came up with that were important keys for us. But if you have another key to reaching your goals, a key to success that you want to share, comment, let us know so that we all can share. We want to make sure that you're just as part of this conversation as we are, as if you're here at the round table with us. So. We look forward to seeing some of those responses and let's get this conversation going. And it's literally a round table, guys. So he wasn't joking. <laughs> so let's get this conversation. I mean, I loved this topic. I really did. And I liked I liked and Selma was was the um, the guy that brought it up. He wanted to talk about it. I didn't know how what which way he was going to go with it, but I really loved what he picked for his six keys. Once again, these are we all came to a, a, a mutual consensus of the six keys that we were going to talk about. It's no real structure or no rhyme or reason, I would say. Oh, there is, in a sense, but everybody has their own take on it. But I loved how he incorporated sort of a, um, I was, for me, it's more of a spiritual way of going about keys of success. 
Loved it. Yes, yes. Still love it. Yes. So I was just looking at some of the comments, and I'm, I'm glad everyone's interacting in the comments. There's a lot of good stuff going on. The hikes, how do you participate? You just show up. Yes, you can just show up. It's going to be at the Wildcat Canyon parking lot right there by Alvarado Park. And uh, we'll meet there. You can DM us in our Instagram or social media pages, and we'll make sure that we get any additional information. We can make sure that we're expecting you. I want to see you there, Maggie. I want to see you, Mags. Yes. All right. So for our six keys, the first key, should we jump into them right away like that? You ready for them? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. So the first key that we're going to discuss is believing in yourself, self-confidence, right? And a lot of times, like anything, it's easier said than actually done. Oh, yeah. Right? And what's actually easy is to be discouraged. I think that's easy. Yeah. But uh, being tough enough and resilient enough to tough out those failures and learn from them and keep going and believing in yourself, it's, it's a really difficult, difficult thing to do sometimes if you don't have the right situation. So believing in yourself. What is one way that we can do that, right? One thing that a lot of people do is affirmations. Do you guys have any experience with affirmations and do you practice affirmations? Um, you know, one, one, one of the good practices that a lot of therapists say to you, at least the therapists that I would, would um, that talked to me about it, was just looking at yourself in the mirror for, for about 30 seconds, telling yourself that you're worth it, kind of pump yourself up in a sense, um, get out there. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. <laughs> I know we're supposed to look the at video. the camera. Listen, here's another right. You know, I'm continue with the answer. But we've been trying to work on looking to the looking at the camera. You know, it's, we're still working on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But you know, just sort of pumping yourself up. You know, saying like sort of a practice that therapists have you use if you're not feeling too confident about yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I personally don't have any. Well, I, I have a mantra and I, I have this on my calendar and it kind of motivates me to plan. Um, but it's it's like um, failing to plan is planning to fail. And when I hear that, it makes me want to just like jump on the ball. But I, I don't know of any personal, um, what's it called? Those self-affirmations, but I have an example of one. One of my closest friends. She loves listening to David Goggins. She'll go to sleep. Oh yeah, you run into a wall. <laughs> she'll she'll like go to sleep and she'll like play like David Goggins or a lot of Oprah, and like she'll play it through the night. And she's such a like confident, like you know, type of um, social person. So I mean, it works for her. Great for me. What works is like kind of a reminder, that daily reminder, like planning to fail. Uh, failing to plan is planning to fail, but for other people, they, you know, they gravitate towards actual, you know, I guess personalities um, mm-hmm. like David Goggins or Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of David Goggins? So yeah, yeah, it's the former like Navy guy, right? Yeah, he's like really you know hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know he's, about his story. He's serious. His story's legit. I know a little bit about it. Yeah, he uh, overcame a lot. You know, he was overweight for a long time, um, and this is stuff that he does, man just a sheer will you know uh it's pretty amazing how do you recommend a 21 day affirmation routine yanni says 21 day affirmation i've never heard of that yeah tell us more about that yanni we yeah, want to know about that where do we find information on that please expand on that so i know personally i've experienced like self-doubt at times where you think like can i really do this can i do it right and one thing that I like tell myself is like, there's only one way to find out, mm-hmm. right? And if you quit before you actually make the attempt, then you're automatically for sure not going to reach the goal that you that you really want to. But I, I honestly feel like uh, there is a natural, uh, it's like natural to sometimes doubt yourself. Like uh, if you're working out in the gym, for example, and you're trying a new exercise that you've never done, and you're not sure if you can do it, right? No, there's only one way to find out. And so if you don't even try, 
you're already losing. So it's important to try and make sure that you find ways to get motivated, whether it be affirmations, music. So music can get you pumped up to do and keep going sometimes. Yeah. You know, there's some some famous, like if you hear the Rocky theme song, you know, Automatic. you start bouncing. <laughs> Automatic. Yeah. You get going. I'm punching somebody. So th- that's the first that's the first one, believing in yourself. And the uh, the second key that we were going to discuss today is passion and drive. This passion is a good one. and drive. So trying things, remembering that that life is long and that what you that you have time to try different things to see what you like. So I know a lot of times people get tied up with thinking, okay, I got to find my passion or I got to find the thing that I'm really going to be driven to do, right? Um, but if you don't try new experiences, do new things, then you're not, you're not going to really be able to know what you really like and what you really want to do. So trying things and new things, experiencing new things is important in that process. But once you do, right, find that passion, you, you can make work not feel like work. That's the payoff, right? Mm-hmm. You can feel like something that you just really wake up wanting to do, go to sleep wanting to do. And so how about Jay, Diana? Yeah. What are your experiences or how has your experience been with finding your passion and, you know, doing some things that you love? Oh, this one. I love this one because this is like the easiest thing for me to do on the list. For sure. I love trying things. I love just like, I don't know, because I get bored easily. My my problem, <laughs> my problem, and we'll, you know, tackle this later on, is more with like goal setting and, and more the planning aspect. But trying things and, and working with groups, that's just so much fun. And I think um, in, in my opinion, or at least what works for me, is to to find people that have similar interests or just like go out there and don't be scared to like join a group or um, just like randomly meet up with people. And you'll, you'll kind of realize like, Oh, this person's kind of like me. Oh, they, you know, like running or they like, uh, I don't know, swimming or, and like through that you'll meet just similar personalities or people that are just generally really open. So I feel like that's what makes it easy and that's what makes it fun. You're not really going to know that until you try it. You know, you have to get out of that comfort zone. But um, once you do, it's it's really not bad. Yeah, Diana, I know you were a, a part of a running group, right? And there's like some really serious runners. Oh, How was your sure. experience with participating in that group when you were training for a marathon? Oh, for sure. Okay, so... Those that group was intimidating because I was like, oh, I'll never in my head, you know, a little bit of that doubt. I'm like, how am I going to get there? Right. But um, I don't know. The people there, they're so open. They're so encouraging. Right. And so I feel like they just made it really easy and they'll help you get there along the way. Like you're you're getting full access. You know what I mean? To um, like step by step how to get there. And of course, through like a lot of support and stuff. But. Um, most definitely that's the way to do it just just go online find groups near me or and just don't be scared to go out there join a group on Facebook go on Strava it doesn't have to be running it can be like for hiking if you like that it could be for swimming um, if you like that uh, it could be for photography if you like that but just don't be scared to meet up with those groups you know something that I would do if I'd get nervous is I just tell myself okay you're gonna drive there Okay, you're gonna drive to this group, like if it's if it's not a if it's an art group or whatever, just drive there and just wait in the car, and then I I just drive there, listen to a podcast or I don't know some music or whatever to calm my nerves, and then um as like once it's time to go, I just tell myself okay I'm just gonna walk there, no one knows me, no one knows that I'm on my way to this activity, so I'm just gonna walk there. And then based on the vibe, that'd make me want to stay. Because there's nothing that you can leave after 30 minutes if you're not comfortable, you know. But usually, I'd say 99% of the time. 99. Yeah. (laughs) People are really nice. They're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, Mm -hmm. welcome to the group. Mm -hmm. Oh, how do you like it here? Oh, there's so many good trails by here. There's so many good this and that. So it's really like just take it step by step, you know. That makes it a lot easier. 
Yeah, most most definitely, and I, I totally agree. And I, I think something we're going to talk more about a little bit later is finding support. But uh, like you said, people are usually welcoming and stuff. And although it may be intimidating at first, it seems like you had a really positive experience. Jay, looks like you got you got something you want to add to this. Oh, you know me. Yeah. I want to just hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think, you know, definitely, you know, at a young age, I think it's kind of hard. I think the best advice is what she said. And I think that Angelina Rukovo agrees. Is, uh, that she said she never thought about trying new things to find out what unknown passion could be instead of trying the same things over and over again. I think as a young adult, that's the way to go to find your passion is to try a bunch of a bunch of things, get your, you know, dip your toes in a bunch of different pools or whatever. Um, and um, like for me, passion and i don't want to sound corny or anything like that but it's always been like helping people out you know like diana said she's more community like i've always i've always it's been something that i've never um that never that, that i can get up and it doesn't ever bother me it doesn't bother me to get up to help people it doesn't bother me to get up and you know and uh do the podcast you well, know? I, I know who i'm gonna call when i need to move <laughs> you know it doesn't it doesn't bother me to move you know <laughs> other people stuff it really doesn't you know but um that has been one of my passions you know a lot of times people don't know that they can have more than one you know what i mean like you just you, you can have a ton of passions like i know d loves coffee you know what I mean? like that that can be one of her passions too she has to get she loves cats <laughs> one of her pa- like you don't have to just solidify yourself just to one passion um i think that's the beauty about passion itself mm-hmm. it doesn't just apply to one thing you know, you can exuberate passion. Some people exuberate passion, you know, just by the way they talk, by the way they, because I have an auntie of mine where like, she's so lovable. Like maybe it isn't passion, you know, but like she has like this kind of aura. I guess it is kind of a passion, passionate kind of thing. She's a very passionate person, but you know, I don't think that she should just have one. You know, I love soccer. You know, I love lamp. That's a, that's an anchor man joke <laughs> lamp i don't get it i haven't heard that one you haven't heard that one it's, all right so an anchorman you know obviously is ron burgundy and there's there's a guy played by steve carell uh-huh. and he's like kind of slow Ch- you know what i'm talking about uh, no, that's the, uh, will ferrell right the movie? Uh, uh, he said what will ferrell that's the movie. oh yeah will ferrell yeah yeah with ron burgundy and there's a guy that does the does the um the weather and he's kind of he goes i love you he goes i love because everybody's saying like i love this i love that and he was like i love lamp he's like, are you just saying that because of the lamp over there he's like yeah okay <laughs> so, so that bombed, that <laughs> bombed big wah, time. Wah. all right but hopefully somebody got it oh I, a little nerd i love lamp is a throwback yes maggie for the rescue <laughs> she she saved you <laughs> um okay let's jump into the the third since Jay killed it, let's jump I into the third, it. the third key. Thanks, Jay. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you, Jay. <laughs> the third key to reaching your goals, the third key to success we're going to discuss is goal setting and planning. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, was it a failure to plan? Is planning to fail? Pretty much precisely. And I agree with that a thousand percent. What is it? Uh, poor, proper prior planning prevents poor performance. There's like five or six P's or something like that. There's some other P's you could add in there too, but we're not going to. Um, so there's that saying of of like the ship that's at the dock and wants to get to its destination and it has a captain, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have a map or a compass. Mm. The odds of that ship getting to where it needs to go aren't as likely than the ship that has a captain, a map, a compass, and all the tools it needs you know, to I, get there. I navigate the stars, dog. Right. Well, it was a blind captain. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, the point of that is basically having your roadmap, setting a roadmap, and planning, doing, and reflecting. Obviously, you may set a plan. You may set your steps to getting to your goals and it may not work out exactly or precisely how you expect it. So plan it, do it, reflect, 
and then repeat. That way you're able to get more favorable outcomes as you go. That's something that I like to do. And I think we've been doing that for some years now with moving forward, uh, executing our plan or trying our best to get as closely to our aim and target as we can and then doing it again. And I think that's why we've been getting better and better every year. Um, Diana J. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. I know you. I know you're burning to have something to say about this. About planning? Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's probably one of my toughest toughest things one to do. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest and transparent here. I, I kind of suck at planning. <laughs> well, that's, no, that's good. We I have do. a discussion. Tell us, tell us about it's that. It's true. I mean, what you know? I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna lie to the folks out here. Um, that's one of the toughest things you know, for me to do, I've never been a planner per se. Um, I've tried to, um, it's just one of the, it's just tough for me, man. It's just really tough for me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Do you want to bail me out here? So this one, you know, I think it's the toughest one for me too. Well, when it comes to something that I really, really care about, I mean, I can definitely, you know, I can be, more planning oriented or like let's say prior to the pandemic part of my job was event planning so you know you have to be super meticulous and think of everything from from a to z but my my specific problem is um planning things when i don't really have like a spark for it or like if it's something i don't know maybe in undergrad doing a paper or something, you know, that was like a little hard for me to really go through it with all the motions and, and have it done right. And all, you know, like it, it's just certain things that it, it's difficult to plan. Um, it makes it a lot easier. I wish I had ladies brain when it comes to planning. I <laughs> always mention her. Yeah. When it comes to planning, cause it just impresses me so much, but yeah, planning is hard. You know, it's useful, but it's it's super hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know how to do it, I mean, it's yeah. it's always. I mean, it's definitely useful. I just I I, I never grew up with the planning method. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always sort of I, I didn't just wing everything either, but mm-hmm. I just didn't I didn't plan a lot of stuff. But I get it. Planning on doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, or like you know, That's like doing, yeah. count me out. And Angelina Rucobo said, a goal without a plan is just a dream. Oh, I've heard of that. That's a good uh, one, right? Something that one. she tries to remind herself. And we also had another comment. Myra, a former classmate of ours, of JJ and myself, uh, don't get overwhelmed with big with a big goal. Set tiny goals to reach the big one, right? That's that kind of helps one. too. That way, yeah. along the way, you see those successes and you're able to build off of that. Um, I definitely... Shout out lady. She is really good at planning and stuff like that. But even with moving forward, there's so much that we want to do. So many things that we want to be able to build on and continue doing with the project. We have to keep it in perspective, right? And we can't start uh, adding some huge side project that's going to take away from the time and energy we're able to put into the podcast, for example. So making sure that you consider all things and put the proper planning in place to be able to make those things successful. It's important. Um, otherwise, you know, I'm like a puppy sometimes and I'm just like, let's do this, let's do that, let's do this, let's do it. And I then- say, yeah, that's yeah, the same thing. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. That's something actually from Lady, that Lady like really emphasized because I can be the same way. Like you, you just get excited about an idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it's happened to like both of us at the same time and Lady, will, she'll be like, no, first finish this. And then if we have time, finish that. We can start on it later. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, looking at the whole timeline, do you have time for this or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's really easy to get excited about something and then just completely like... Lose steam. Lose steam for the other stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She is definitely, ladies, definitely the voice of reason sometimes yeah. <laughs> with the group. So shout her out one more time. For sure. Uh, and by the way, lady is who actually like runs the social media pages and stuff like that. So she's not part of the podcast team, but she's definitely very much as part of the group as much as, as we are the, the ones you see in front of the camera. And shout out Jesus behind the camera as well. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like each one of these keys, we could really, really go into a 
30 minute discussion on. But for the sake of time and for your viewing pleasure, we're going to kind of go through them a little bit quickly. And at the end, we could talk a little bit more in depth about a few of them if we feel like we want to or you want to, the viewers. Um, but we're going to keep it going. The next one that I wanted to uh, share is the fourth key, balance and managing your time, right? Balance is so, so important. And it kind of actually is a good one to jump from, from the goal setting and planning. They're a little different. So with balance, I know we all have things that are important to us, right? And Jay and Diana mentioned a little bit earlier, like he loved soccer and he loved LAMP and he loved all these other things, right? So he has to make sure he has saves enough time for LAMP yep. and enough time for soccer and for his doggy, right? He's actually in Canada now. Crucito? Yeah, he's in Canada. Wow. He's a Canadian. International. Yeah. <laughs> that guy gets a, that guy's all over. He's kind of like that wishbone. Guy. That guy's he's a uh, yeah he's a little globe trotter. <laughs> yeah, so shout out Crucito, <laughs> but uh, that's that's Jay's dog, by the that's way. Those of you who may just be tuning in for the first time, so making sure you think about the time that you need to spend on all the different things that you really keep uh, important and close to your heart: family time, time with your pets, time with if you're going to school, time for school. Time for your job, your significant other. And if you, it's easy to get overwhelmed, right? With balance and trying to think of, trying to do all the things that you love to do and do all the things you love to do great, right? Because you know the more time you spend on something, the more uh, you're going to be able to develop those skills or learn. So, of course, we want to be able to spend time on so many different things. And I mean, but then we have to remember that, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. And it's something that we have to remind ourselves sometimes. Um, so, Jay, Diana, in terms of balance, what are some tools, some things that you do to help maintain balance and so that you don't get too lopsided and be too heavy on work or too heavy on having fun or too heavy on one other way? Oh, this one, this one's kind of hard for me, too. I feel like it's helpful when you have someone kind of next to you uh, warning you like, hey, maybe take your eyes off the computer for a little <laughs> bit. Or, you know, my boyfriend does that for me. He's, he's always like, no, take a break or something, you know, work on it later or whatever. Um, but part of my problem sometimes, because uh, I'm not perfect at this by any means, is like, I'm working on something and I know I'm busy with it, but someone will ask for help or like like at work, oh, can you can you add this on? And then I'll just say, okay, like, it's sure, I can do that. And at the time, it sounds like, yeah, yeah, of course I can do that. It's a, it's a small task. It'll only take an extra 20 minutes, but then nothing ever takes just 20 minutes. It takes like at least another extra 10 or 15 to really complete it and, and be finished with it. So like I'd say my problem with managing is just like taking on a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe it's it's to be more liked. Maybe it's just to stand out and just try to, I don't know, look better, I guess. I don't know what it is, but my problem is is that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it helps who you have around you and um, them reminding you do this or maybe take your eyes off the screen or just get distracted for sure. I definitely have that too. And I think, I think for me, it's the whole, you know, people liking me more, I guess that, that yeah, I take okay. on, a, I take on more than I should probably try to overextend a little bit to more, uh, more than I, more than I should, but I'm going to tie in passion to this as well. So this is how, I would do it, say, in a real life situation is probably go back to my passion because these keys, their keys, as you know, and Somo made it clear that he didn't want them as steps. So it isn't one, two or three or four. Do it this way chronologically, you know, so then I'd probably even go back to my passion. I'd probably go out, kick the ball a little bit more, you know, um, I love I love music. I still I still write music, you know, every once in a while. I write a lot. Um, so I'll probably, you know, do something like that. I'll read. 
um, which isn't necessarily a passion of mine, but if I find a good book, um, it gets my mind off stuff and it, you know, um, sort of resets me um, to be able to, to get a fresh new perspective maybe on something that I've been working on to find that balance. So I wouldn't, I'm not just gonna be busting my head against the wall for too long. Um, so, you know, I would, I would probably refer back to, to, to passion, um, to build that drive, to maintain my balance and hopefully manage my time. Most definitely. Yeah. I love that. And like, uh, distraction that is at an all time high. I think like for a lot of people, um, I just think nowadays with technology and so much information being accessible, it's that it's a great thing, right? Because you have access to just about any piece of information at your fingertips. But on the flip side of that, uh, if you don't hold your focus and maybe you read something and you want to dig a little deeper and so you get sidetracked on a little rabbit hole and next thing you know, you're not working on what you were focused on. So I think really knowing yourself and making sure that you limit those distractions and some uh, setting the time to really work on something. So if you're working on one particular project, one particular thing, making sure that you do that first before you jump to the next one. Otherwise, you'll have a ton of unfinished projects mm -hmm. and a lot of information, but nothing really to show for it. So that's something that I try and practice is telling myself, okay, 20 minutes on this, and then I can take a little break and look at some of the other stuff that I maybe had a spark to look into. You know what I'm saying? And so especially for myself, like I'm working on a computer all day, so it's easy to just click onto the next thing and look into the next window and you know time travel. And look, you, you basically end up looking down a rabbit hole and you've been and on it, that channel too, huh? Yeah, I've been travel. on that. Yeah, I've been on that time travel cha channel. But you got to got to make sure that you know yourself and you really give your focus to what you know is important instead of letting yourself get pulled away. Yes. So yes. I don't know if you relate to that, but I think that's something that I definitely I feel sometimes. I actually don't, but I think that's, <laughs> I, that's I thought she was going to be like hell yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I think that's great advice. It is a hell yeah because I think that's that's awesome because I mean there there's an irony in taking too much because when you take too much that takes away from everything you say yes to if that makes sense. So I really like that you yeah. and appreciate that you say that because yeah okay when you you take on too much people will say oh like she's she's or he. They're so great. They can take on so much, you know, they they can uh, take on a lot of responsibility. But then what declines, you know, either like it could be your mental state. It can be like the productivity and the work that you're doing. But something is going to give, you know, so I, I really appreciate it and like that you said that because, you know, it's really valid for sure. Mm -hmm. Like the young kids say nowadays, facts, 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 <laughs> facts. You're a young kid. You're a young kid. You're a young kid. I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely over the age limit for the scholarship, so I consider myself old at that point. <laughs> so I, I like this comment that Yenny just posted. It says, keep your eye on the target. Don't listen to unsolicited advice from anyone. Mm -hmm. And so the next that that's a great segue into our next key, right? Uh, this is the fifth key that we're going over, and that is finding support, finding the right support, remembering that you are not alone. So with that, finding the right support, it's making sure that you actually communicate your needs, right? Because you may have people who could be valuable resources right next to you, but if you don't communicate your actual needs and you're basically, you may be working off assumptions and thinking, oh, they know what I need, then you're kind of blocking yourself in the opportunity to learn from their experience. Because something that I've learned is that most people, most people, not all, in my experience, want to help people, right? No. If you give them the opportunity to help, to help you, they will, right? Especially if you have a good relationship with them, especially if you're around good people, then you make sure that you actually surround yourself with good people, which we could talk a little bit more about. Um, but communication is, is part of that key of, of finding the right support. And when uh, you sur surround yourself with people with 
like minds, like-minded people, similar goals, then you can learn together. You can learn from each other and you can basically expedite the process of reaching your goals and get there a little bit quicker sometimes. Uh, Jay, Diana, experience with finding the right support and anything related to that. You have something for me? Yeah, tons, especially this <laughs> No, seriously, I'm not even joking this time. Man, I like this. I like this. I like this key a lot. I do. Um, I think that, you know, we as moving forward, us as the FWEB podcast, um, want to be that resource that someone was just talking about. I think that when we grew up, we didn't have, like someone said, the world at your fingertips and that many resources. Um, but also relying on, um, I think what you had said about finding like-minded people, you know, um, people that are goal-oriented, people that, that are making moves, as they say, is absolutely um, key. Um, growing up, we really didn't have that, I think, Summer. I think we had people who uh, thought a little bit different, thought, you know, was, were kind of thinking, you know, going just going down the wrong path, I would say. And those were just the people that we grew up with, that we knew. That was all that we knew around us. Um, so finding like people, finding a great support system, finding great resources, um, and knowing how to communicate what you feel or how you feel about it and not being afraid of, of that communication because, or not being scared to communicate that, you know, not, not being afraid to, to drive to that place. Like D said, sit in front of that art gallery or whatever, just kind of calm yourself down and then going in 99% of the time, you know, that's a pretty high percentage. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. If you can, you know, it is, yeah. but you know, just putting yourself in that situation, finding yourself, um, you know, around people that are, that are good people that are willing to help. Um, but you have to put yourself in there first, right? You have to communicate that. Like someone said, you have to get, you have to drive to, you have to get there. You have to talk to that person. And most of the time, like in someone said, once again, I'm giving a mad props here. <laughs> Most of the time, you're gonna find at least one good person in that building or in that place that's gonna that, that's gonna be more than willing to help you. There's a lot of good people out there, and uh, you know me myself. Um, you know, obviously the cast are obviously a great bunch. You know, um, we we at least have one goal uh, that you know that we that we push heavily. Well, actually, three three goals, which is our three pillars. Um, but then, you know, I have, you know, Mike, you know, Mike, um, which is, uh, father Mike, he, he gives us a space for us to do the podcast. Um, came here just, I wasn't, I'm still not necessarily the most religious person in the world, but he just talking to him gave me the opportunity to, to take over this space. Um, you know, and it was, it was me just talking to him about, doing something for the community. He was like, hey, why don't we start this? He wanted to start this um, sort of a, a class for kids here in this location to, you know, he wanted to teach these kids how to run a production program, right? Um, and then we just kind of fell into this with me and Insomo. And, uh, We're like we, kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. But, you know, Without me, without me communicating with him, him being a good person, putting us in this position, we wouldn't, you know, this would have never happened, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, living proof here, the FF podcast, communicating, speaking your truth, speaking your truth into reality. Is that is that a saying? Truth in the power, truth in reality. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've heard multiple different versions of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you are not alone," said Michael Jackson. Go ahead, sing it. I'm not going to do that. Uh, in the comments, we get 10 comments, he's going to sing it. Yeah, if we get 10 <laughs> comments in about five minutes, I'll do it. I feel like this one, I mean, this one's, this one's tricky, right? I've gotten a lot better at, you know, finding support, I guess, in areas where I need help. But I don't know, maybe it's a little bit, it has to do a little bit with how I was raised. 
And I don't think it, it was that beneficial because um, it's kind of like it's kind of like I don't want people to see it as like a, a burden, and I don't want like I don't know. I, I want to try to figure to do things out on myself, and I have this like headstrong personality sometimes. So that at first, maybe a couple years ago, prevented me from really asking for help, which don't do that. That's gonna hurt you a lot more than it you know helps. So uh, my boyfriend's over there shaking his head. <laughs> He's not in agreement. He's like, ah, oh, I know this all too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was like to the point where I'm like, I can hold my own door and. <laughs> oh damn! He was just other, trying to be a gentleman, be dude. Independent? No, like th- that's not good. Yeah, ask for help. Not that that necessarily is important, but ask for help when you need help. It really makes a difference. Um, I really learned that through this organization, honestly, because. There's such a good dynamic in helping each other and like being encouraged to ask for help or like sometimes I'll say things like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can do this or whatever. And, you know, a lady again or even on Selmo, they'll be like, okay, are you sure you can take this on or, you know, think about it and then get back, you know, so or do you need support anywhere else? Can we help? You know, so that that's really made me like take a step back and think. And also with, you know, the constant reinsurance of people around me, too, where they're like my family. They're always super willing to help. So, I mean, it's good to have access, but make sure to make yourself open and available to, you know, um, have that access, you know. Mm -hmm. Finding that support. That's a key. It's one of the master keys. Right. Um, We have one last key that we're going to share today. It's the sixth key. And trust me. You could add more keys, tools to your uh, tool chest. You could have more keys than a janitor. There you go. Those keys. Have those keys ready. Mm -hmm. This one, we save the best, not the best. But we save this one for last because it made sense this way. Consistency. Consistency and perseverance, right? So practice makes perfect. I think they say it's 10,000 hours of experience on a certain skill is what it takes to become a master at it. They also say like experience is the best teacher. So really, if you want to get good at something, practice it, do it. Thinking about it is great. Planning it is great. But if you don't do it, you don't actually get out there and do it and then stay consistent with doing it. You're not going to really get uh, the experience uh, that you need to really become great at something. So and to reach your goal, right? If you want to reach a goal and you get uh, distracted or you get tired and you stop working towards the goal chances are you're not going to reach it if or not reach it as fast as you'd like right so putting in that consistent work and that's something that i really learned through like exercising right i had some goals that i had set for myself to get in in good shape i told myself that i wanted to get into the best shape of my life right and so i started working out right three days a week four days a week five days a week, six days a week. And eventually I was up to seven days a week. And I know some people say you shouldn't work out every day. I was about to say but that, if right? you, trust yeah. me, through my experience, this is my experience, don't take this advice. If you do it right and you really eat like really healthy, take care of yourself, rest, diet, exercise properly, you can work out seven days a week. And trust me, I felt like I was ready for the Olympics. Like, uh, honestly, uh, not to brag or anything, you know, but I was in really spectacular <laughs> what, shape. What kind of a, you want, uh, like winter? pound for pound, I have never seen anybody been able to do the things that I've been able to do. And that's not bragging, that's the truth. But, <laughs> you know, we're not going to dig too deep into that. But, yeah, uh, you know. Are we talking the Winter Olympics or, or what kind of Olympics? You know, uh, different, whatever Olympics <laughs> I wanted to, you know, that, that was my mindset, though. Yeah. So that type of consistency is what it really takes, you know, um, as far as even like, I know a lot of people have set that like that New Year's resolution. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, and then a lot of times that doesn't last long. But if you set your mind to it and you really put in the consistency and see, start seeing the results, those results can get addicting. And that's when you really say, oh, okay, well, this is really how it works. And that's when I started using that, what I learned in the gym, applying to all parts of my life and really started to see a lot more successes and goals reached. So we don't have a lot of time left, but I don't want to stop Jay and Diana from sharing. I have a Diana. Quick, yeah, about this one. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the willpower, 
you trick yourself into doing it. Mm-hmm. Just trick yourself. Like, that's what I do. Not to say that I don't have willpower. I do. But sometimes it doesn't work. So, like, like for example, if I want to learn weights more, like, I, I'm going to this class with my cousin. I'm, I'm paying him so I can go. And it's, like, automatic renewal. And he's there. He's I'm keeping accountable with him. My other cousin's going with me. She makes the workout fun. And, you know, like, that just makes it easier to always go. Like, the the trick is with consistency, with really trying to make things easier. And then after, just remember this. Hopefully it motivates you. After the 30-day the mark, it becomes a habit. And then after the 90-day mark, it's, like, stuck with you. So that's something to keep in mind. If you don't have that willpower, make it easy, trick yourself, and then try to do it for 90 days straight. And it'll, it'll really stick with you. It works. That really does work. I've, I've heard of that before, the 90 day, the mm-hmm. three month thing where it's, you know, it becomes a habit. Then it's, it starts from becoming a habit to just being a part of your life. Yeah. Fake it till you make it sometimes. Yes, you fake know. it till you make it. Yeah. You know, and, so, and someone had a bunch of um, different things you said. When you when you start at the key, you forgot if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up, pay attention. Sister Act Two. There you go. Oh, that's a, this, this is a movie right. buff right here. But yeah, so, I mean, uh, I like what D said. I've heard of it before, and I think that definitely stands true. Um, I used to be a workout freak myself. I used to be in the gym a lot. I was definitely not ready for the Olympics. <laughs> uh, but. Um, even to this day, I think since I started way back when, I fall off every once in a while. But I always go back to it just because I did it for so long. Now it's just I always get back. I feel a little bit weird after a while if I don't eat. If I, if I eat, you know, if I drink like five or four, five, six sodas, I feel bad about myself just because I put in all that hard work. I, you know, I, I definitely got past the 90 days and now it just seems unfamiliar to do that. It seems it seems more unfamiliar to drink soda than not to drink soda. Um, and uh, Maggie's over here pumping you up. She said, "To not be ashamed about your accomplishments." <laughs> and so, Mo, uh, <laughs> Mike said, "I'm watching you. I'm watching you too, Mike." Yeah, I'm watching you through the. You know, I'm looking at the camera as much as I can without trying to look at the comments. Um, but consistency, yeah, Consistent. man. And you know, there's other keys. There's other masters called the master keys. There's other master keys to success, keys to reaching your goals. There's more than this, trust me. But I hope some of you could relate to some of these keys. And actually, you know, judging by the comments, I I love the comments, by the way. You guys could definitely relate, and we do appreciate everyone tuning in today. We're going to be doing this every week for the next 10 weeks. Every Wednesday, 7 p.m., Join us here on YouTube. Make sure you tune in. We appreciate all the love and support. Yeah, Jay, we're going to start wrapping up. We got to wrap up the show, right? All right. Yeah, let's do it. So we have a few people that we want to go ahead and shout out. Someone, did you want to go ahead and give a few shout outs? Yes, yes. So got to shout out the city of Richmond. We did receive a small grant, an ECIA grant, helping us being able to do this with the studio and all that stuff. Uh, these hats that you can earn. Make sure that you actually come out to the events we got going that we mentioned earlier. Follow us on social media so you can stay up to date with the latest. Urban Tilth. Got to shout out Urban Tilth. They're our fiscal sponsor. So we work under Urban Tilth. So that's like our big brother, big sister. The bigger, the older bigger sibling, sister. Older sibling. Big person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one you get along with. Yeah. Yeah. The one you, the one you can actually bear. So got to shout them out. Uh, and then, Jay? Yeah. So before, before we go... Jesus, I want to give a massive shout out and a thanks to La Sagrada Familia for giving us the space and opportunity to carry out our podcasting dreams. Although Moving Forward and the FWF podcast is not affiliated with any religious practice, we do understand that it can be an integral part of bettering people's lives. With that being said, La Sagrada Familia is a Roman Catholic church located on 600 South 16th Street in Richmond, California. Say that 10 times fast. Ooh. And it's primarily a Spanish-speaking congregation. Details in La Sagrada Familia's contact information will be in the description below. Thank you again, Mike. I know you're watching. Thank you so much. D, did you have any 
I know you want to shout out one special person. Of course. He's in this room. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to my boyfriend for not only, you know, um, being here today, helping out with the production, giving me a ride here and just everything in general. Shout out to Lady for sure, uh, who's also a key member of the group. Uh, shout out Gio, Gio. New, new dad. Um, congrats to him and, you know, we love you, G. Uh, his wife. So, yeah, and thank you. Thank you to all the viewers. You guys are so active in the comments today. So thanks for that. We're working on a lot of new stuff for the page. We really want, you know, our channel to grow. Uh, feedback is appreciated. Mm. Thank you to everybody that filled out that survey. We really, you know, take all your feedback into, you know, the podcast and try to make it as best as we can. Yes. yes thanks for reminding me. If you haven't completed the survey, check it out. Link in the Instagram bio. You can find it there. Complete that. Next week, yes, we have a very week. special guest, a Dante Pointer from Pointer and Buenas. I can't say the last name, Buenas. That they're actually mm. it's a, it's a law firm, civil rights attorneys. And they're gonna uh, Dante is gonna join us and talk a little bit about protecting and knowing your rights. So please join us for that important conversation, and yeah. we look forward to seeing you next week. Next week, all right. Julius, hit that outro, sir. Please.